0: Hello, this is Janet Gallon welcoming you to Love Letters Live, and today's guest is Tyler Chabot, who is going to talk about romance that didn't work and romance that did, and actually, I shouldn't say that because, Tyler, you're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about, okay? Yep. Okay. okay. So why don't you start in and say what you would like to talk about. When we first met and you learned about Love Letters Live, you said, oh, I have so many stories. Well, yes. that was just like little, you know, catnip to me. So sure go ahead
1: well so uh if i take myself back in time um i was living in nevada at the time i was 27 years old Uh, i had a roommate that had found his love and so he moved out and i i i was looking for a new roommate and so this woman uh she responded to my ad and uh came to the door and i opened up the door and i thought oh i you know she's pretty nice and and as it turns out she was more than just nice Um, so kind of fast forward, uh, as she, you know, was living there, I got to know her more and more and more and, uh, a romance blossomed.
0: Oh, so it wasn't just love at first sight when you opened the door and you were knocked off
1: your feet. It grew. Right. It, it, it it grew exactly. And then, so we were kind of at the right place at the right time. And, uh, so invariably we ended up dating and,
0: uh, dating and being roommates.
1: Correct. Exactly. So it was a very convenient uh, way to find a significant other. So at that point, uh, we, we continued to see each other and about a year and a half into the relationship, I decided I wanted to ask her to marry me. So she did say yes. Uh, a little kind of a sidebar. Um, not that I'm incredibly clever, but what I did do is I was going
0: to ask you about the proposal. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, so we had this, this, uh, it was a, a, a Chinese restaurant that we were very fond of. And so I went out and I bought a, a bag of fortune cookies and I broke one of the f- fortune cookies. I took the fortune out. I did a little typing you know little little tiny little piece of paper that was the size of that fortune and I said will you marry me and I put it back oh, in the cookie oh. I put it back together and from there we went out and we had dinner and I gave the cookie to the waiter and I said make sure that when you present us with the fortune cookies that you know the one that that is the one that I'm giving you is is closest to her so make Oh sure she
0: hasn't you. seen it yet.
1: Oh no no she hadn't seen it yet so we oh. Well, I'm sorry. And I kind of need to, maybe that's okay. That's very clever.
0: I just, I just
1: misunderstood. Go ahead. I didn't make it clear. So, so then we went out to this uh, Chinese restaurant. And at that point I had decided that was when I was going to propose to her. So I gave the fortune cookie to the waiter who then presented it to us at the end of the meal. I opened up my fortune, you know, I don't know what exactly it says. And when she opened up the fortune, she read it two or three times and it, it just didn't register. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the, uh, the light bulb went off and she you know, started crying and said yes. And it was all um, all you know, wonderful. So as we continued down the road of trying to prepare for a wedding, you know, at least to a point, we didn't set a date at that point, but um, you know, we were just, we're, we're finding the right time. And as I got further down the road in this relationship, I think I, I realized or didn't want to believe it myself that I'm thinking, you know, is she the right one for me?
0: what made you start wondering that
1: um I I the doubts that crept in was that to think of what would it be like to be with one person for the rest of my life and I've always been a very loyal person I I'm not the type of guy that is is a player I wouldn't you know say hey I'll just go ahead and if if she doesn't work Uh out I'll find you know somebody else um so you know, and so I started really being aware of, could I spend the rest of my life with this person? And I was in denial for a very, very long time. And when I say a long time, I would tell you that was months and months and months. Um, and then there was a very poignant moment. And that poignant moment came when one of my very good friends was getting married. And so it was a very, very elaborate wedding that was in Yosemite. And you know, the, my fiance and I went to the wedding. It was a big, big hoopla. Beautiful. I mean, the, the setting, the grounds, it was just incredible. Um, and so at that point in time, it hit me like a ton of bricks when the wedding was over and the reception started at the Wani, at the Wani hotel. Uh, I remember sitting in the lodge in very, very deep thought and, a wave of reality hit me. And I thought, I can't marry this person. And it wouldn't be fair for me to marry this person. Um, it wouldn't be fair for me, it wouldn't be fair for her. And, you know, our mind does, works in oh, these yeah. ways. You know, we, we, we try to fool ourselves. And I thought, oh, you it's know- It's
0: amazing what the heart can sell the head."
1: Exactly, no yeah. question. So the reality was I couldn't deny it any longer. And so, you know, and I think that probably at that point, we had been together for about maybe two years, two and a half years. And I thought, I'm going to have to break the news that is going to shatter this person.
0: You didn't have any feeling that maybe she felt the same?
1: Oh, no, I know. Well, I'm pretty sure she did not feel the same. She she definitely was, was head over heels and couldn't wait to to, to, to get married. And it was, I was the one that was kind of dragging my feet a little bit at that point. How
0: did you break the news? And when?
1: Well, it, it was probably about two or three days later, uh, when we were at home. And I had to basically say, I, I, you know, can you sit down? I, I want to talk to you. And at that point, I just told her as I saw it and just said that I just didn't see a future in our relationship. And that I thought it was best that she move out.
0: What did she say?
1: Um, she was stunned and started crying. And I think that she she accepted it as 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 best as she could uh, under the circumstances. And since I owned the home, it wasn't a matter of well, we'll just you know we'll both move out and go different ways. I mean, that was my home. She had to move out, and so. I'm thinking it was probably about maybe two weeks later, you know, she had to find a place, find a room for rent. uh, And she did do that. Uh, The irony of this story was, is that she found a woman that had a room for rent a block away from my home. Part of the story that I didn't mention earlier was we got a dog together when Mm -hmm. the dog was a puppy, right? And so it was like, she was kind of like our child, right? So- It ended up being that once she moved out and she lived literally a stone's throw away from me, she would come over daily to be with the dog and to walk I see
0: a little somebody moving on your white sofa there. Is that the dog?
1: No, that's actually little Miss Ellie. Um, okay. Now, kind of going back in time, and I really, to put a time frame, I was 27 years old when I when I first met my fiance. Um, I'm now going to be officially 61 years old. So it, it's a long time ago. If, oh, yes. if the dog was still alive, it would be... Uh-huh, I
0: can see. <laughs> Never mind me. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, I can see why you wouldn't go down that road.
0: I can I can add if given half the chance. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. All right. So yeah. I have a question. Sure. So you had to see her daily. That must have been so uncomfortable.
1: It It reached a turning point where it was not only difficult for me, but more difficult for her and you know it would be every other day she'd say are you sure you know we can't work this out oh. right and I and I continued to have to you know basically shut the door and say no I, I just I don't see that and I'm, I'm you know I would. is there anything
0: is there anything you can offer that you would feel comfortable offering or that you would know how to offer uh-huh. to help others to what what were the red flags that said not a whole future or well was- I if- think or was it a feeling that you couldn't really define?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think that it, that it was the reality of, in my, in my heart, when I commit to say I'm going to marry somebody and I commit to marry that person, I always believed in my heart of hearts that, that for better or for worse. And I thought that for me to ignore what my heart was telling me and allow my brain to control the act, the next action, which would have been to be married, really, I would tell you, I, I I had to really listen to what my heart said, and it was it was arguably one of the most difficult things that I ever had to do, to know that I was going to dev- devastate this person, that they were going to have to be you know moving out and finding a new life, and um, and so really, what I would say to anybody that can hear this story would be. Listen to what your gut says. Listen to your heart. Don't try to justify because it's so easy to, to make many, many justifications in our life why we should do this or why we should do that.
0: You know, and, had, you touched on a couple of things. First of all, I, I think that um, getting married when you know it's not right and you may have to end it after marriage mm-hmm. is worse, although Absolutely. listening to you, the pain of being um the pain of being left it has to be just horrible. But the pain of being the one who does the leaving, who pushes the other person away, that's something that we don't often talk about.
1: Right, right. It, you know, I, I, I had been, my, my very first love um, of my life when just out of high school, she, you know, she was the one that instigated the breakup in our relationship. Right. And not that it really kind of tit for tat, but I remember, I think that the pain that I felt w- being the recipient of, of the breakup was, was more difficult than I guess my experience being the one that was severing the ties with my fiance.
0: So for you, it was harder to be left than to do. The yes.
1: yes. It was definitely harder to be left. And I think because knowing that it was harder to be left, I could empathize that this was a devastating moment for her yeah and and it was it was a a really terrible feeling uh to know that i was the cause of someone's uh great emotional turmoil
0: there you have it for a nice person to have to carry that burden
1: is right. difficult
0: are you by any chance in touch with her or do you know anything about her now
1: well fast forward um i i have seen her every once in a blue moon um she's she's doing well you know as as well as can be expected but you know it's really funny because when i think about how old i was i mean i was i was probably just about i think i was 29 when i broke up with her right and i do the math that's you know that's more than 30 years ago um i haven't i i haven't been in contact with her or that i haven't seen her probably it's been 20 years is she married well no she's not married from what i understand i have a friend of mine that knows her and that she's had relationships you know kind of come and go and things like that, but she never did, did marry.
0: Well, this is a sad story and I'm glad it ended well for you in that you did find the woman that you did marry. You want to talk about finding her. Was that a challenge to win over your
1: wife? Well, you know, it's funny. You should ask that question. Um, So I know I probably, when, when you met me, I wouldn't have given you the impression that I'm shy. That's for sure. Right, and anybody that meets me would never think, oh my gosh, Tyler, you're so shy. <laughs> um, but, uh, so going back to when I was 30, gosh, I was 33 years old, I believe, when, um, and I was single, and a friend of mine said, hey, let's go down to the Flat Iron in San Rafael, and uh there was the 49ers were playing a a football game and we couldn't watch it on the local network because there was a contract dispute so we and that that time i was still living in that house in Novato. we drove down to uh to the flat iron and watched the game and at halftime the game was effectively over because the 49ers were up 35 to nothing wow that detail but prior to that halftime moment a lovely waiter or waitress, excuse me, by the name of Jan, um, who was our waitress, uh, started serving us. And what, what appealed to her was I was drinking water oh. and I was drinking a beer. So she thought, that's kind of unique and different. And so I was very strategic in when I sat at, at, the, at you know, in the restaurant, I sat with my back at the wall so I could see when people would come in. And my buddy had his back to as people were coming in. So I was able to make eye contact with her throughout that, you know, maybe an hour and a half period of time. And I was very attracted to her, but I, I didn't think to myself that I would ask her out because I thought, well, number one, I didn't want to appear like some, you know, bar guy hitting on the waitress, which I, I could tell by, you know, who she was and, and her demeanor that very, very attractive. And then I knew that she would have to keep, you know, keep guys at bay often. So I didn't want to be that guy so at halftime we walked out and
0: you invited her to walk out
1: no no i'm sorry not clear so at halftime the game was effectively over and i said well i guess we might as well just go the game's over and he goes okay that's fine so he was driving so we get in the car and then he goes oh my gosh i forgot my binder and so he pulls over and he runs back into the flat iron and grabs it on the table and jan my now to be wife and my, my waitress at the time, comes up to him and says, hey, is your friend single? Wow. And he, and he said, well, actually he is single. And she says, you know, can, can you give me his phone number? So she was the one that had all the courage in the relationship. My friend gave her my phone mm-hmm. number and uh, the next day she called. Um, and it was very interesting because I was nervous and i started talking very very fast and very quickly uh and not that i didn't run out of things to say but i was just oh my gosh this girl's calling me well now we fast forward and we set up a date
0: wait don't and fast forward that quickly
1: okay okay right. so <laughs> Please, uh,
0: <laughs> because this is this is just wonderful you uh-huh. asked her out on that phone conversation or she asked you out
1: well so the way the conversation went we talked for probably an hour And then at that point, I seized the opportunity because I didn't have to, it was easy for me to figure out that she was interested. So at that point, I figured she probably wasn't going to deny me. So I said, hey, would you like to go Christmas shopping? Um, And she was delighted to do so. And she was so elated to know that, oh my gosh, this guy wants to go shopping. Well, (laughs) a a little sidebar is, is that now we've, next year will be our 25th wedding anniversary. I don't like to shop. And sometimes she'll say to me, well, you know, when we first met, you always loved to go shopping. And I said, well, you know, I mean, that was then, but things change, honey. You can go ahead and go shopping without me. So, oh, I'm sorry, so
0: that was her. a good way of being with her.
1: Oh, absolutely. You don't have to
0: do that now. You're with her all the time.
1: Exactly. And I still You're go. Right. And things do her. change. Oh, yeah, things change. But and I and I do shop with her periodically. It's just not I wasn't I'm not as enthusiastic going shopping now as I was on my as I was setting up my first date.
0: Okay. I have a question about that. Let's go Christmas shopping. She saw, she saw something wonderful in you clearly Mm -hmm. that you were Mm -hmm. drinking water and you weren't getting soused at the game right? and other people were drinking alcohol and you didn't Mm -hmm. need to, or didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And um, then let's go Christmas shopping Mm -hmm. is such an indication that you're a giving person. Wouldn't you say, I, I mean, that you're, that you're focused on doing for others.
1: Sure. Well, and all what I knew was is I was very attracted to her, and I wanted to be with her. Yes. And and I was beyond smitten.
0: How long did it take you now? Fast forward to, to propose, and do you remember your proposal? Oh, I think proposals oh, I are a do. whole art form. Oh,
1: oh, I do, and this this is what gets really crazy because I had lived a life, I had dated a lot of lot of women through through my my life, and I asked her to marry me after six weeks. Um. <laughs> <with> <laughs>
0: Was she surprised?
1: No, I don't think she was surprised. I think we both knew in our heart of hearts that we were meant for each other.
0: Isn't that wonderful? Isn't yeah. that just wonderful?
1: Yeah. Um, and how I asked her to marry me is I didn't use the fortune cookie trick, mm-hmm. just so that you know. Um, we went to Wallala. And oh, Walala is- up north. Correct, uh-huh. correct. And, and so uh, I had already got the ring. I was all set up and we were on the beach and I had a big stick. And I we were playing some kind of a word game, and I said, "Oh, well, let's see if you can figure this out." And in you know, I was making sure I was far enough from 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 the from the surf that it wasn't going to destroy my my message to her. And I wrote in big bold writing, "Will you marry me?" And of course, she started to cry, and we both got teary eyed, uh, hugged and kissed, uh, was was beyond overjoyed. Um, and then within about, and so I, I had my camera, took a picture of it. I was so gonna I,
0: ask that because so, we didn't have, you know, cell phones then to take pictures. Right.
1: Well, it's really kind of interesting. So it was, it was, uh, it was it was a, uh, it was a, a, a digital camera, but it was- I remember the, those. Right. So, but it, I did have my camera, so I took a picture of it. We still have that uh, tucked in a drawer somewhere. Um, but within about five minutes, the surf came and wiped the message away. Uh, so, um, you know, and so at least, you know, we got the memory of the picture.
0: I have a question because I am about love letters and this Uh everything you're saying is just so instructive. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Are you, or were you ever a letter writer?
1: Um, I wasn't necessarily a letter writer, although I'm actually, if you look at my strengths, uh, if there's one thing I can say from an academic standpoint, I'm a very good writer. And so, um, when, well, so this is kind of a different sidebar, but yes. And so, but I didn't, I wasn't a, a, a writer of love letters. Let's put it that way. What were you a writer of? Um, little notes, little tricky, trinkety things. Um, when I look at, at my past or when I was meeting my wife I wasn't necessarily as much of a writer then as I am now. And when I do say- a writer,
0: write, Do you write notes to her?
1: Um, well, I, it's kind of interesting. I, I used to write more notes when it, it, this, this, this story can kind of take a little bit of a sidebar and this, but I don't want to get too far off track here. So I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to lose my, 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 my train of thought. Um, but I'm, 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 more of a, a, more inclined to be apt to write now and write things of deeper meaning now than I would have been when I was uh, 33 years old when I met her.
0: Yeah. If you were to write a lovely, now are her parents with us?
1: No, no. Well, actually, the, the mother is still alive. She lives in Mississippi. Um, that's my mother in law, Jenny, uh, and her her father is deceased.
0: I I mean, I'm asking that because um, I don't like to I don't like to, you know, give, well, your business who you write to. I'm thinking though a love letter to her to thank her for
1: giving birth to this woman. Great idea. Great idea. And I actually have actually, I have told her that in and in, in, in specifically in words, I've told her that, but it, it wouldn't be a bad thing to put it in writing, actually. And
0: not only wouldn't it be a bad thing, it would be a wonderful thing. I don't know how old she is,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I do know that um, as we get older, memory fades and you could have right. told her in person, I'm sure you did, sure. Yeah. but to put it in writing, to put it in a letter, that will be the letter that she keeps in her bedside table drawer forever. hmm Mm-hmm. People just do, and and if she ever just feels like an extra little uplift in life, she'll mm-hmm. take that out and read it again and again. Yeah, you know, so I mean, I a letter that's everything wonderful about your wife,
1: mm-hmm.
0: everything you know she taught
1: her, right. and everything
0: you know wonderful about her.
1: Sure, oh, I hope there's you do it right. There's a lot to write.
0: Okay, and by the way, there's a lot to write. You know, sometimes people say, "How long should a letter be?" Mm-hmm. and it kind of depends on the ability of the receiver. How much patience does that person have? Maybe you want to do two letters, Right. you know, one about your wife. Well, who knows? Mm -hmm. I know it's in good hands if it's in yours.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And coming from an expert like you, you know, uh, you've inspired me.
0: I'm glad. Oh, I hope you do it. Okay. And um, I'm so happy for you.
1: Well, thank you. And your wife and your daughter
0: and that you all have each
1: other. Well, so I guess so. Can I wrap up the story? Is that what? Oh, I'm
0: sorry. About? Yes, that's okay.
1: Well, so you know, so if if we fast forward, um, here it is. Next year is going to be my 25th wedding anniversary, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, we have a beautiful daughter, Ava, who's 20. Our son, Jace, is 22.
0: Oh my goodness! Okay.
1: Now, so we you know we're we're a full package now. Wow. So my how things change.
0: Okay. So I'm just going to go repeat myself how happy I am for you. I didn't you, you referred to your daughter before. I'm how nice that you have a son and a daughter.
1: Yes, exactly. I didn't want I don't didn't want to leave him out.
0: No, of course He's not. An
1: important part of the of the story. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, dear. I look thank forward you. to talking to you again
1: Sounds at some good. point
0: about something. And okay. I know this is going to be just really great for people to hear.
1: Wonderful. Well, I appreciate I'll you taking the time to talk to me. I've enjoyed it. And a little
0: bit nervous, so but I've enjoyed you, it. You remember that song, Breaking Up is Hard to Do? Indeed. Uh-huh. That was just a... <sighs> oh,
1: absolutely. And, it, is, and it, yep. it
0: takes it takes real strength and right. and uh, strength and tenderness to be able to do it right. Right. And how wonderful that you did it and left yourself open for what you were meant to have.
1: Exactly. Well, thank you.
0: So until next time, this is Janet Gallen <laughs> saying goodbye from Love Letters Live. Talk to you be. later, Tyler. Take care. Thank Bye. you, dear. Be. Bye.